Fantasy Forecast Episode 12 is here. We don't have all four, though, again today, as Danny Boy uh, Sally has to work. But T and Z are here. Um, I mean, let's get let's get right into it. Last week, I'll take a 3-0 and week. Take that right to the bank. I don't know how you guys did, but I'm kind of happy with my performance. Shout out Patrick Mahomes for finally showing up for the first time in a month. I finally yeah. uh, got that. Uh, yeah, so I went one one hour league. Um, my team's definitely starting to come together as force. My other league, unfortunately, Russ is not cooking. So hopefully, I can get back on track next week. Yeah, I finally went two and zero again for the first time in like probably like five weeks. So that feels great. Sitting at six and four in our league, five and five in my other league. Should make the playoffs in my other league, but I knew. Hopefully, you know, can keep winning a few more games at least, or I'm definitely going to miss it. So it's crunch time now, boys. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm eight and two in two leagues and then like four and six in our league. So that's pretty soon. Yeah, there's after me, I'm six and four. Everybody else is either four and six and three and seven. There's four teams above 500 in our league, which is just piss poor. The crap shoot in the middle. Two four and sixty two under five hundred teams are gonna make the playoffs. Nah, I'm about to get hot. Relax. I got one of those below five hundred teams. Cheeses out of win too. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's well, gonna I hope be so it's, messed I up. Hope it's me versus Z. Are you kidding me? That'd be electric. This kid will be livid. Oh, oh my god, he'd be sick to his. I shit. think I'd, <laughs> I'd turn my phone off probably for a couple weeks. That kid would actually be so sick. I All right. Well, let's let's talk about week ten. T, you can start right up with the QBs. So as you touched on, uh, Patrick Mahomes finally looks like himself. Four hundred six yards, five touchdowns, good for uh, thirty six points in most leagues. Second guy came in, Dak Prescott. I mean, they kind of whooped on him. He had three hundred yards, two touchdowns, a couple yards on the ground, and another touchdown. Twenty six points, and then. The usual guy around this top five, Josh Allen, 366 yards, two touchdowns, a pick, 21 points. So overall, solid week. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, it's nice to see him finally back. I like to see when the Chiefs are good because that offense is fun. You're telling me, buddy. (laughs) Uh, Heading over to the backfield, I'll recap some running backs. Uh, I mean, this week we saw three guys who probably weren't on many people's rosters uh this week or to start the season these three top three guys probably weren't on many people's rosters i mean daryl williams obviously stepping in for the injured clyde edwards hilaire he finished first uh ramondre stevenson probably picked up by most people this week once damian harris uh missed was announced that he was out um for concussion but he is back tomorrow so ramondre probably won't see the same workload but you know we can talk about that later in the podcast and then aj Dillon you know, getting a lot of his touches, you know, as he is the powerful back. And uh, luckily for him, he's going to get even a more chance to shine this week with the injury of Aaron Jones. And uh, just like an interesting thing I saw, I just wanted to, I don't know if you guys have opinions on or anything is it's actually, I was reading this thing that said of the top 15 ranked running backs going into the season for fantasy purposes, every single one has been hurt or like been on the IR or is like missed game at some point in the season. 
which I think just shows, like I said, these three guys who are top three this week, I think this year has just been, you know, provided a lot of opportunity for backups to kind of shine. Yeah, I feel like 15 is pretty high, but I'd say every year there's a pretty large group of guys that go down. It's kind of the name of the game in fantasy, you know? You want to always have that backup guy. Yeah, that's why handcuffs are so crucial. And, I mean, like, that's also why you draft an RB most of the time in the first round. It's like you want that stud guy. It's just like this year drafting that stud guy maybe hasn't been the best move since you said – Basically, the top 15 have all been at least on the injury report. So, it, like, you don't know what exactly you're going to get. But, like, for Aaron Jones, like you were talking about A.J. Dillon, like having him on your team alongside Aaron Jones is so crucial because he's just going to come in and completely fill the void left by Aaron Jones. Right, and people do that, the same thing with Coco Madison or, like, Chuba with CMC. But, like, for the Patriots, like, nobody had Ramondre like going in and because nobody really, you know, saw Damien as like, all right, if this guy's out, like I'm screwed. But yeah, I just I feel mean, like even know, like Dearness you know Johnson, like, are, you know, the like, guys are injury prone. Yeah. But like, even again, Dearness Johnson gets his second start and he, you know, rushes for 99 yards and catches seven passes and he's the third string guy. Like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of guys compared to the years past with, with injuries have been performing. Yeah, when given an opportunity compared to years past. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely been like the year of waiver wire RBs, especially like on a week-to-week basis, just with all the injuries we've seen. But I'll talk about both pass catchers now with no Dan this week. So starting with the receivers, number one scoring receiver actually came on Monday night, Debo Samuel, who actually is on Dan's team. So we probably would have let him take this, but. Debo, five catches, 97 yards, and a tutty, and then 36 rushing yards, also with a tutty, getting them just over 30 points. Barely necking out uh, Stephon Diggs for that number one spot as Diggs finished number two. Finally, I feel like we haven't seen a Diggs week in a while. Like, it feels like it's been a long time coming, but he had eight catches for 162 and a tutty. And then to finish out the top three was C.D. Lamb. He had six catches for 94 yards and two touchdowns, along with 12 rushing yards, which always gives you that extra 1.2 bonus points. He got 28.6. Tight ends, as Tyler said, I mean, we finally saw that Chiefs offense break out. Travis Kelsey, the number one. In that sense, he had eight catches for 119 yards, 19.9 points. Hunter Henry, who continues to catch touchdowns and continues to sit on my bench, with four catches for 37 yards and two tutties. And then Mark Andrews, of course, he's always right around the top three. He had six catches for 63 yards and a touchdown. I think the most interesting name on that list has got to be, like, Hunter Henry. Like, is is he a top 10 week-in, week-out play now at this point? Like, the dude's caught a touchdown in, what, every week since week five? Except the Chargers game. Yeah, I mean, I think I brought that up. I think I brought it up weeks ago that I would just, just after he got hot with like two weeks of touchdowns in a row, I was like, just start this dude. He's Mac Jones' favorite red zone target, and here yeah, we are. He literally him, has I took 10 him as touchdowns. a flyer like over a month ago, and that's like when he just became healthy. But now, like, like we said, he's just you like exactly how you put it. He is clearly Set it and forget it. I think every week at this point. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm, I have to start him regardless this week because, like, no offense on by. But. And he's a, 
and that guy's a bozo. So, How? yeah, uh, me and Z during game day, we were talking about your your unwavering support of Noah Fant, despite Hunter Henry scoring a touchdown literally every week. <laughs> so I think he's definitely top ten. I'd play him every week if I had him. I mean, I might have to now, especially with my <laughs> playoff run coming, just to knock Z out in the first round. <laughs> whatever, whatever gets the job done. All right, enough of week ten. We're on to week eleven. QBs, let's get right into it. Z, me and you kind of got the same start, so I'll I'll jump in right away, and then you can kind of follow right out. So with no Dan this week, we're actually all gonna do a start and a sit just for the sake of it. Makes it a little easier. So we'll go right through the starts and then go right into the sits after that. So for me, in a start is actually the guy's quarterback we were just talking about with Hunter Henry's quarterback, Mac Jones, on Thursday night against the Falcons. Mac's looked better and better each each week since the O-line has continued to get healthy, and he just looks more and more comfortable. They're putting him in better spots, and the running game gets going now, so the play-action pass is always there. So I think especially against this Falcons defense where they're so hit or miss, and I know A.J. Terrell has been great for the Falcons at corner, but – he only plays one side of the field, so you can work around that. So I think Max due for just a huge game tomorrow night. Yeah, um, that's kind of like my same reasoning. It's just like I feel like they're finally letting Mac loose, throwing balls like more than five yards down the field, and I feel like he's definitely settling into that offense. He has the locker room behind him. These guys love him. Like I've seen interviews. Everybody says even though he's a rookie and like he's still learning, like he's the leader of this team on the offense and. I think they're finally putting him into into plays and positions where he can let his skill set and his arm really show. Because obviously last year at Alabama, like the dude had 4,500 yards. He didn't get 4,500 yards from throwing check down passes or like crossing routes. So it's been fun to see him, you know, air the ball out a little more. And then another start I had was Ryan Tannehill. I mean, uh, good streaming quarterback this week. I picked him up with Stafford on a bye in my other league. He's playing the Texans. I mean, we always, you know, we hate on the Texans for obvious reasons. So I think Tannehill just is a great start. And I don't know, A.J. Brown's been slow, and obviously that comes from Tannehill, but I think they bounce back and uh, have a have a big week offensively this week. Yeah, so I'll go with my, sit, or I mean my start as well, and that's Dak Prescott. So, I mean, obviously after the performance he just put out, now they're heading to KC. I think this is a huge matchup. I'll go out and say it. I'm going to put my stamp on game of the week. Cowboys <laughs> at Kansas City. To pick on the Chiefs defense. Yeah, right that's exactly. Right yeah. So, so rolling off of his great game, I think he continues that into the absolute shootout that we're going to see. Especially, we just saw the two top quarterbacks coming into this week playing each other now. Yeah, so I do like that. And I think, like you said, this could actually be the game of the week with and we might actually be right on this one where a shootout could actually happen. Um, and I like the Giants-Falcons game. Yeah. But going to a sit, speaking of the Falcons, I'm staying in the same game. Like, we're, we're sitting Matt Ryan. I think the way the Patriots defense is playing now and, like, not even Pat's biased on this, like, the defense is clicking finally. Like, first couple weeks they were getting used to each other and everything, but the defense is clicking finally. And Matt Ryan, especially as a fantasy QB, is so hit or miss. Like, he'll give you the 350 in four touchdowns or, like we saw a couple weeks ago, like 
barely over a hundred yards and like two picks. So depending on what Matt Ryan we're going to get, we'll see, but I'm going to base it off that we're going to kind of get the, the bad version of Matt Ryan and the way the Pats D is playing, especially on a short week. And if they take away Kyle Pitts, like he might be screwed. <laughs> yeah. There's not many options to throw to in that offense right now. Ridley. Um, I'm going to head over my sim, say Carson Wentz. Uh, going up against the Buffalo D, which is another trend we have on the show here. But more importantly, this dude was looking good for a few weeks, and he just looked like uh, absolute crap last week. Like, and he played the he played the Jags. They almost lost that game. Trev was driving at the end, and they got lucky. Trev fumbled, and they kind of closed the game. But it was a one possession game, and they Jacksonville was going down the field. So once got bailed out last week, he only threw for 180 yards and a pick. No no touchdowns, no nothing. So I think if he can't even perform at home against the Jags, I mean, I don't really like this matchup with Buffalo at all for him. And I, it's looking slow in my opinion for Carson Wentz. All right. So this week I'm going to say, uh, we're going to sit Derek Carr. So coming off kind of a slow week for what we, we consider a bad chiefs defense. They are now heading to Cincinnati. And I think this is a team that's really going to start putting together some statement wins as they've been really hot and cold. So I think if they come into this game hot, this defense, I mean, it's obviously the same as the offense hot and cold, but when they're playing well, they're playing really well. So if they can come out, shut them out, not exactly shut them out, but shut down Derek Carr, I think it'll be definitely good for the Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals D, not like as you said, has been hot and cold. Like they've had some weeks where the whole team, <laughs> yeah. Like, they put up less than 10 points on the defensive end, and then, like, they let up, like, 35. So, who knows what you'll get on that sense. But Yeah, I mean, Derek Carr also has got to air it out. So, if they get an early pick, I think they're a team that kind of plays off that very well. Or maybe a lucky fumble or something. Yeah. No, yeah, that's definitely possible, too. Um, All right, let's jump right into the running backs. I'll I'll start again. I'm going to start this week – Dude, I'm I'm gonna start AJ Dillon. Like I think the guy's in for a huge a huge week. I think just the Minnesota D that kind of shut down Eckler last week, but he's gonna get force fed touches now. Like doesn't like Aaron Jones we like, but like um, he even still like had to share things with AJ. But now it's literally just AJ, and you know the pack's gonna want to try and establish that run early. So I think AJ could be in for a huge week. Yeah, no, I kind of I kind of foreshadowed that earlier when I was recapping the running backs. I think the dude is finally getting his RB1 in that offense. And I think he's gonna produce. I think he's gonna have a huge game as well. Um I'm gonna go back to I think one of the fantasy fantasy forecast favorite players, Miles Gaskin. Now it's coin flip every week. Are we saying start? Are we saying sit? I'm saying start this week against the Jets. Uh, I mean, the Jets just got, you know, absolutely, you know, destroyed last week. And I, I don't foresee them, you know, doing much better. No offense, Tyler. But I think Gaskin, uh, I think people have been playing him as a flex. And I think he's a solid play for this week, especially with, uh, you know, the Rams are on a bye this week. I'm not sure who else is on a bye. Oh, the Broncos. So if you start Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, Daryl Henderson, you know, Miles Gaskin could be a guy to step in. Another guy to monitor 
as Elijah Mitchell. The dude is the clear RB1 in San Fran. He did break his finger on Monday night. Now his status for questionable is questionable for this week. Um, but just another guy to monitor uh, if you're looking for a guy to potentially play. All right, so I'm going to go the opposite end of what Z's saying here. I'm going to start Michael Carter. And uh, we're just going to go out and say I'd be willing to bet he has more points than Gaskin because right. he's better. I'm not saying the Jets win, but Joe Flacco's playing. This guy's a scrub. So I think <laughs> <laughs> I think LaFleur keeps it simple, and we saw how that went last time. Michael Carter was the number one running back. So definitely looking that way again, for my team at least. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take it. That's a weekly start in my book now. Yeah, I, yes, I agree with that. I can start with the sits if you all don't care. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so in my other league, I'm an owner of Zach Moss, and due to injury of Damian Harris and Chris Carson, I had to stop him last week or start him last week. Damian, um, Damian's active. We said that. I right? did. Yeah, uh, yeah. Damian is active this week. I didn't mention that. Um, but I don't know why, but Matt Breida came out of nowhere last week. Like, me and Tyler were watching the game together, and I was like, dude, who the hell is number 22 on the Bills? I was like, Zach Moss is 20 and Singletary is 26. Like, who is this bum getting carries, like, right now? Because, again, Zach Moss had, you know, been playing a lot. So, I'm – with that being said, I'm sitting any Buffalo running back. I don't think they have a clear number one guy. Obviously, it's a very pass-heavy offense. But, I don't know, I don't like any of the Bills running backs going forward, especially now if Breida's getting touches, it's like a, a three-headed dragon. You never know which one's getting the ball. So, Yeah, I like that, and I'll, I'll roll off that because it's kind of the same basis on my thinking, and that's Ramondre Stevenson. And I think he's definitely a potential flex play, but he's going to see nowhere near the amount of touches he just saw. And similar to what you were saying, this is kind of a loaded backroom, especially with uh, Damian Harris coming back. And I think he's definitely the lead back. So I definitely wouldn't start him RB1 or RB2. Flex if you have to. Yeah, Damian's kind of established himself as the goal line guy too. So it's not even like you can cheese a touchdown from Ramondre at like the one-yard line. And Ramondre isn't even the pass guy. They've used Bolden, so. I mean, he, kind of- he has the skill to like obviously catch the ball and do stuff with it. But yeah, like you said, like on like a third and like 10 – we're most likely going to see Bolden out there, not Ramondre. So he kind of had his one week of fame as T's going with it. And just people probably by next Wednesday when waivers are, he literally could be back on the waiver wire. Well, I think it's definitely worth holding him at this point because David Harris has gotten knocked up a couple of times. Yeah. 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 He's been on the thing injury with the concussion ribs. ribs. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he's definitely worth a bench spot, especially like with the playoffs coming up. And the performance he just had, he can show. If he gets the start, he can probably perform. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I'm going to go with a running back who has been banged up, missed a game a couple weeks ago. I'm going James Robinson. Um, Whoa. Yeah, you're, you're RB2. Yeah, two. Um, I, I like Jimmy Robb. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't like the matchup against – San Fran you saw what they did last week to Daryl Henderson I know it's kind of like skewed because they were up so much so quick where it kind of took the running game out of it but like this also has the chance to be the same exact way like we got to remember this is the Jags so they could be down 24 nothing in like the second quarter in that case you're not going to be running the ball so I think just 
matchup based and then the way like games turn out he's not in line for a pretty good day compared to what he normally would give you i don't even like what does he average uh i mean he averages pretty well i can look at i can pull it up real quick because i actually was going to say something is my whole thing with james robinson is i know the jags suck but normally in the first quarter they can keep it somewhat close and if they get a touchdown james robinson is going to be the one to get it so i mean Oh, nice. He's on the injury report again. Yeah, he's explosive, too. So yeah. He's good. Uh, James, James Robinson averages 16, and he missed. he's missed two weeks so far. And one of the weeks, he only got 4.9, and that was the week he left the game because he got hurt. But first yeah, two weeks, he had early. Yeah, 8.4, 9.4 weeks, one and two, obviously bad. But then he had 25, 20, 21, 19, hurt, 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 18.4, so – Cool. Yeah, no, that's that's obviously consistent. I just hope that he gets in the red zone before they are down by 20. Exactly. That's just like, especially with running backs, that's the thing like every week that like scares me is like, do I have a guy who's on a team that potentially could get the doors blown off them and then they just completely go away from the running game? Yeah, I guess. We'll but see, I guess. As for – Receivers, because people will never go away from them. We'll jump right into the starts there. Um, for me, I'm going kind of deep down the the list here. I'm going to start Rashad Bateman against the Bears this week. I think um, he's just – he's, like, kind of been established as, like, a, not the number one, obviously, because Hollywood's still there, but Lamar keeps looking his way. And I think just he's become more of a red zone target alongside Andrews with his height and frame. So he obviously kind of has shown he hasn't really had that breakout game, but it could happen at any point. And I think just the way the Bears are, you never know what they're going to be on defense. So he he could be in for a huge, huge week this week. Yeah, no, I like that. I was going to say uh, the same thing, similar just because of, this last week's performance, even when they got the doors blown off, he had like 14 points. So you think they come back hungry, they want to light him up, he's at least scoring a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, being being off for what, like 10 days playing last Thursday and then just keep getting him more inclined in the offense each week since he's come off IR, He's yeah, he could be in line for a huge week. Yeah. For my start, I'm going to go to Brian Edwards. Uh, I think he had like 15, 16 points this past week, four catches for 50 yards or something like that. And he's definitely seen an increased role since the uh, Ruggs incident. And I think that'll be continued as he starts like practicing more with the first team. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, he had a pretty solid week last week. He was like top 10 or but like right on the cusp of top 10. Um, my start this week, I'm going back to my bold prediction winner from week one and a guy I really I was really high on this whole entire season is Devontae Smith. Back-to-back weeks, finished second last week and eighth this week in receiving. I think it's clear now. After these past two weeks, I think it's clear that he is the number one receiver in Philly. Jalen Hurts, uh, I think, has a good connection with him. And – I mean, I'm looking to, for him to keep up the performance that he's been doing, and uh, I like the matchup against Nola as well. Yeah, the the play Devontae had 
last week, those like two touchdown catches. That catch was disgusting. And it was over his t- old teammate, which yeah. was the best part. Literally over his boy. Like he just, he they just, probably did that. They probably did that in practice in Alabama all the time, going back and forth one on one against each other. And then he just, that was a great catch. I, yeah, I know. I wasn't, I was not expecting that at all. He just he completely skied over and I was like, wow. All right. He can do that. <laughs> um, for my for my sit this week, I'm I'm gonna sit scary Terry. I don't I don't really love the matchup against Carolina. I th- I kind I'm kind of a fan of Carolina's defense with Dante Jackson with Gilmore. Obviously, Chin as a safety. I don't I don't think JC's back yet, but he'll probably be back at some point during the year. And like. Kind of like we've been talking about with these quarterback plays, Heineke is so hit or miss. Like they're coming off that great win last week against the Bucks. Now, like this week, they could throw up like an absolute stinker against the against the Panthers. So, I'm kind of just gonna stay away from Terry. If you have better options, I would I would look that way. Yeah, uh, this week I'm gonna say sit one of my past couple of weeks favorite people to talk about. It's Elijah Moore. Um, Specifically because, as I mentioned earlier, Joe Flacco is playing. Definitely going to have a very simple offense. And I think Miami has very good corners, despite their defense not playing very well altogether. Uh, I think men-on-man coverage, they play very well. So, Elijah Moore as a rookie is probably in for some trouble. Yeah, uh, I'm going to sit uh, Kenny Galladay this week. I know he's just coming back from injury. Uh, Giants are playing the Bucks. The Bucks just obviously, like Brett mentioned, lost to the football team. They're going to be mad. They're going to – and I'm pretty sure the game's in Tampa Bay, so they're going to be scoring. Uh, this is – like, the Bucks threw up a dud last week. They're not throwing up dud two weeks in a row. Um, Kenny G, uh, I think, is obviously – I mean, you can argue what receiver he is in that offense, but I would argue that he's either one or two. So, obviously, he's going to get the best matchup, best corner on the Bucks. And I know Richard Sherman's banged up and stuff, but uh, this dude hasn't shown anything to me, and I – he was pretty high coming into the season, like ranked for a wide receiver. And I think a lot of people thought that he would be able to be a start every week at wide receiver. I know he's had some injuries, but he just hasn't like shown anything to me that would make me want to start him in that Giants offense where Sterling Shepard will have a good week. Kadarius Tony will have a good week. Maybe Kenny G will have a good week. Who knows? But I don't know. Against the Bucks, coming off that loss, I'm not starting anybody on the Giants. Yeah, going off what you're saying, uh... He's definitely paid as a wide receiver one, but he's definitely not a wide right. receiver one. Yeah. Like he like was it last year he signed or this offseason? This is this offseason, yeah. After yeah, he's being one of the, injured most of last year. Yeah, and he was one of the most talked about wide receivers coming in. And I know he's been hurt again, but again, even when he's healthy, he's just and he got four for seventy two, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. And I mean Danny 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 G. Danny Dimes isn't even playing that bad. So no, yeah, I think he hasn't even been the problem. Like, Kenny just hasn't been on the field at all, which hurts. Like, so he just has no chemistry. Like, the dude missed basically all of training camp and then missed whatever weeks he did in the regular season. Like, he just has no chemistry with Danny Dimes, which just hurts him so much. Um, but let's let's move let's move to the tight ends. Uh, Z, you you can go right ahead on the tight ends. I know. Loki, your favorite position in the world. Yeah, huge tight end guy. Um, let me talk to them. We'll do starts first. Uh, 
I'm going to talk about the mayor of tight end, you, Kittle. Dude, I have, my, I have him in both my leagues. He finally came back, and he's been chewing these last two weeks. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo loves this guy just as he has in years past. He's just eating targets. Caught a touchdown in both weeks so far. And against the Jags, obviously, that is a favorable matchup towards Kittle. And I just love that matchup. And uh, I think he's going to have another great week. And I think George Kittle is back, everyone. Yeah, Kittle's definitely back. Seems like every week he plays, he gets a touchdown. Uh, But for me, I'm going to say Austin Hooper. Uh, He's definitely picked up a lot more targets lately, especially red zone targets. Yeah, he caught a touchdown last week. Yeah, he held one in recently. And I think it's just going to continue to thrive in that role, probably increase as well. Yeah, Hooper. Hooper, like, was almost the reason I lost last week because the guy I'm going to say for my start is in that same matchup now this week against Hooper. It threw up an, a goose egg. So that's that's TJ Hawkinson. I think he's got he's got to bounce back after zero points. Like, there's there's no way he throws up like that. Like, yeah, you would hope, but at the same time, it comes down to his quarterback, and he didn't even throw for 75 yards. Like, come on. Like, he's got to do – the dude got targeted once. They played – they tied. He played, like, 70 <laughs> minutes of football, and he got – He has to block target. all the game. That team is so bad, he's blocking. Bro, like, what is this? Like, he's your, <laughs> he's your best offensive weapon, and we target him once? I mean, speaking of – he also came from tight end, yeah. Speaking of uh, that uh, that Lions game, one guy we talk about over the last few weeks, Pat Fryermuth. Obviously, he lost them the game. Do you guys? Obviously, Ebron's on the team too. Like, how do you guys? I mean, this is just kind of a discussion point. Like, how do you guys think that impacts like his playing time or maybe his targets? I'm not sure if Roethlisberger will be back this week, but oh, what like the fumble impacts it? Ben, yeah, ben should be back. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like. I don't think the they're going to, like, punish him for fumbling. I think he's still clearly the number one tight end. It was kind of just, like, not even, like, his – obviously, like, it's his fault that he fumbled, but it was also, like, a great play on the Lions defender's part to punch it at that point. And the weather was, like, shitty. Yeah, and it was in horrible weather. So, I don't really think it's going to affect him too much, and I don't think, like, whoever's playing QB, Ben, Mason Rudolph, like they're going to be in the red zone and they're like, ah, screw it. I can't throw to this guy. He lost us the game last week. Well, it's not like so much of that. It's just like, I feel like there's like a psychological aspect to that too. Like, you know, the yeah. dips and everything. I'm sure all call. week, I'm sure all week they're going to be on practice. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't think I, Ebron, I don't think Ebron's talented enough to press him. I was, for that another job. thing too is if Mason Rudolph does play, I don't, Mason Rudolph seems to be best friends with Ray Ray McLeod. <laughs> like, I don't know. He was feeding him. <laughs> I mean, uh, Farmy's got five catches. That's great and all, but I don't know. Then, yeah, because I saw something that said uh, they asked who was starting this week, and he's like, it doesn't matter. It's either Ben or Ben or Mason. Like we're our game plan's the same either way. So I guess it's Ben. Mason has projected points right now on ESPN Fantasy. So yeah, obviously Rogers is kind of older too. Got COVID. You never know how he could be recovering with that. So. Mm-hmm. And then I guess uh, that's that was just like kind of a question. But for a sick, we kind of already mentioned it. But Kyle Pitts, I think, like Brett mentioned earlier, against the Pats, he's obviously the number one option. I mean, he's going to – if he's lining up outside of the tight end, I'm assuming J.C. Jackson is going to be on him. He's one of the best corners so far this year. 
I mean, they're going to take out Kyle Pitts. What even, other guy? I mean, even if he isn't matched up on JC, like you said, if he's on the outside, yeah, he'll get JC. But on the inside, like – Kyle Duggar. Yeah, they're going to throw Duggar on him, and he's – Six four, like it's not like it's like a huge mismatch between the two of them. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I just like think you're playing the Falcons. Cordero Patterson isn't playing either, so Pitts is the only like weapon that they can have right now. So you don't, you definitely don't. Trust, don't. You don't trust Zacchaeus? No, Russell Gage, no. Mike Davis, no. <laughs> Mike Davis. Wayne Gallman might be the best option at this one. Yeah, I was gonna talk about him later with the Flyers. My sit, I'm going Tyler Conklin. Uh, just because I feel like they don't really utilize tight end enough over there. And more of I like the Green Bay defense. So. Tyler Conklin's had like a game like a month now. Like one game <laughs> a month where he's like goes off and then like you don't hear from him the other weeks. Right, he had three <laughs> catches for 11 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Well, one of them, one of the touchdowns. Oh, one of them. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Rare. Like it just like got tipped right <laughs> He in. just dove and he's like, oh, word. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, sweet, I'll take the touchdown. So, <laughs> yeah, he's like, one of those guys when you didn't get the draft, one of the premier tight ends, and yeah. you're just playing the wire every week, and you just kind of leave him around. Um, For me and my sit, I'm going to go to a guy who's been banged up here and there. I'm going to go Dallas Goddard going up against the Saints this week. I just like, I don't know. It's not even like him. Like, yeah, he, as I said, he's banged up, but. Like, Z kind of mentioned it earlier. I feel like every time Jalen Hurts, like, drops back to pass, like, he just is looking at Devontae. And if it's, like, not Devontae, then he just runs the ball. Like, I feel like no one else has, like, a significant chance at, like, catching the ball unless the play is, like, specifically designed for them. And the Saints have been really good this year in taking away the tight end, taking away the middle of the field. So I think just, like, with the injury and then, like, with Goddard, in like the play style of the Eagles, he's probably not the best option for you this week as a tight end. So we should all probably just start like Hunter Henry and bank on a touchdown. And I like, I'm going to start him this week and he's going to get one catch for five yards. Nah, not with Yeah, no, literally. He's going to come off the injury report and catch two touchdowns with, and like have like a 50 yard, like end around run. That'd be great. <laughs> Literally just like the luck that I have. The one week like Noah fans on by. Shout out my boy Noah fan, man. I'll never I'll never stop. I'll never spench him, I would say, unless like I'm forced to. Should start considering it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as I mentioned earlier about Hunter Henry, he was my take a flyer a couple weeks ago. Let's get right into it. Take a flyer. Z, where the hell are you going? I'm going to Tennessee. Give me Don, uh, Deontay, Dante. I'm not sure how you say Deontay. his name. Deontay Foreman, former Texas running back, standout at Texas. I mean, uh, I was surprised to see how many touches he did get. I didn't even know who he was. Again, me and Tyler watching the games. I was like, who's number seven? I was like, why isn't Peterson in the game? Or McNichols. I was like, who the, who's this other guy? So, I mean, he got a decent amount of touches last week. I think they're definitely going to use him more, like, first, second down, like the physical, big physical back. Um, obviously, we all know Adrian Peterson is up there in age. So, I mean, maybe they're looking to for Foreman to get, be that fill-in back for Derrick Henry. 
Uh, he looked pretty good last week. He didn't like stuff the stat sheet by any means, but you know, he had a decent game. And obviously I think that was probably his first big game in the offense because that was the first time I'd seen him. So, I mean, if you need a running back, you know, he's probably on most of the waivers unless somebody else picked him up after that week. So, I mean, I, I could see him, you know, having a good game. And again, they're playing the Texans. So you never know. Just keep harping on the Texans and how bad they are. Hey, he's a former he's a former player on the Texans, so you don't know. Maybe a little revenge game. T, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna say, uh, kind of talked about before, Brian Edwards. I think he's definitely a guy you want to try to grab. Otherwise, the guy Brett talked about a couple of weeks ago has a long shot. Seems like he's really emerging as a contender, and that's Jamal Agnew. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. That, that target share keeps creeping up. Dude, get in y'all thought I was crazy when I said that. I mean, he had one <laughs> rush last week. Let's, and it just happened to be for sixty-seven yards. Dude, but like, yeah, look at the, but he gets targets. Look at the targets. Like, they're up there. I won't. I won't ever pick up or start him all again. Some kid actually started him last week in my league as a flex. Somebody started him in my other league too. He was like he was so running weird. back. He was so down bad on like bye weeks. He literally like picked him up and started him, and the dude had that huge rush. So dumb. <laughs> That's it, T. You're just riding with the target shares. Well, yeah, like Brian Edwards, Jamal Agnew. Hold on, let's rattle off another name. I mean, Austin Hooper. We talked about people yeah. probably already have him. Yeah, so AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon always thinking he'll have him. Of course, AJ Dillon. Um, yeah, I'm going to go to Cleveland for mine. You said Austin Hooper. I'm going to go to the guy who, like, damn well might be wide receiver one in Cleveland because, like, I don't know what to think <laughs> about Jarvis Landry. So I'm going to go to Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, like, I think we all, like, can agree that he has, like, the frame to be, like, a very good wide receiver. Like, he looks huge out there on the outside. But maybe it's Baker. Maybe he's just actually, like, not – that good i don't know like i don't know what the issue is and like obviously last week versus the pats they just got blown out so you can't really put much into it but like if you need a guy this week people's jones we've said they're going up against the lions no better team to get your confidence right than playing the lions pretty much unless you're the steelers i guess so (laughs) i think he's got the chance to have a nice a nice week this week and then potentially build on that going forward so he's a guy to just keep in the back of your mind and stash away on your bench um all right enough of that everyone everyone's favorite segment luckily i did hit another w last week in bold predictions shout out jacoby myers for finally getting in the end zone i don't remember what you guys were i'm just gonna guess that it didn't hit mine was obj to the pats which looked half decent until friday (laughs) mine was russell wilson cooking up so (laughs) I'm just pissed at myself because I don't know if you remember, but before I was like, ah, uh, you know, I feel like Diggs is going to finally have that week. Diggs is the top three. And I was like, nah, let me be bold. Let me say OBJ. And of course the safe one hits. So, but obviously can't take credit for it. Cause I didn't say it on the show. All right. So what are you saying this week? All right. Because I didn't say Stephon Diggs last week. I'm going with my gut. I'm going with the guy who got me my number one bold prediction win week one. I'm going back to Devontae Smith. He was eighth or second last week, eighth this week. I'm saying he keeps up the performance and he's finished his top five this week. Um, and he's going to have a hard game. Do you want me to give a stat line since we love those? Yeah, I'd love a stat yep. line. I have to. 
All right. Hmm, let me cook something up here. So he had like four catches for 66 yards and two touchdowns this past week. I think he had like eight for 122 and a touchdown the week before. So let's go somewhere in the middle. Let's say he goes seven for 99 and a touchdown. That gives him what, like 23-ish points? Seven for what, 99 and a tutty? Yeah. Somewhere yeah, that's like 22, 23. Yeah, I'll give him that. Hopefully no running backs or wide receivers. I mean, Cooper Cup's sitting this week, so that's a dude that won't <laughs> yeah. get 30. So, you it's know, a better chance to be to break the top five with uh, with 23. So, we'll see. I like Devontae Smith. I want him to keep it up, and he's going back-to-back-to-back big games. T, what the hell are you cooking up? Yeah, um, everyone knows I like to go for the fun ones, so <laughs> – <laughs> Please don't say anything related to Joe Flacco. Yeah, no. like there's no Jets, no nothing. Like, please. Super Cam is returning home. No way. Cam Newton is going to be a top, top three. five quarterback. All right. All right. Uh, What's the difference in top three and five? It's still nuts. Yeah. <laughs> five returning is a home, baby. I mean, if you look at last week. Tw- They're the playing the quarter- football team. Yeah, the fifth quarterback last week had like twenty. Like in reality, that's not like anything it's, crazy. Yeah, it's Cam's revenge against Ron Rivera. <laughs> yeah, they just lost their stud defensive end, so that rush is going to be weak. And it's yeah, this is the first game at home. You know, he wants to show out. He's a showsman. He's gonna have I'm a little fun back. with it. Maybe we'll see a little dab in the end zone. Bro, I'm got like flag last the, week for taking off his helmet. Like a the uh, the I'm back <laughs> celebration was like pretty sick, but like I hate Cam Newton. I wish, I wish he like gave like the Superman. Like he didn't even give yeah, like, the dude just a Superman the or Dev or something. <laughs> yeah, he just ripped the helmet off and started screaming. Like I love Kim. I was like, damn, bro. Like I was expecting, I was expecting the uh, the Superman selling. Mm-hmm. He hasn't if done I, it. If I didn't suffer through a season of watching Cam Newton quarterback the New England Patriots, I'd probably like him a little bit more. But I literally had to. I couldn't watch Patriots football <sighs> last year. I could not stand this dude throwing the ball. All right. Uh, for me, I feel like it feel like it's only right that we talk about this team to end it. It like maybe not Z specifically, but like it's like me and T's like favorite fantasy team. We gotta go the Bengals, man. We haven't done it enough. Coming off a bye, like screw it, dude. Jamar Chase is wide receiver one. Wide receiver one. Uh, no, I would love that. <laughs> um, that is incredibly bold. <laughs> nice. I think we'll, we'll give you two points if that hits because that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know about that. Jamar <laughs> Chase is wide receiver one. I think by Vegas, like maybe things like finally start to unravel. Like we kind of talked about a couple weeks ago. They've they didn't look too bad with all the drama that's been going on, but maybe it finally starts to happen now. Um geez, so Stat line coming in as wide receiver one. I mean, like you said, no Cooper Cup, so that helps a lot. Um, damn. Need at least three points here. Seven for one fifty and two tutties. Shoot. So that's that's what it's fifteen like 12. 15, 12, yeah, thirty-two ish. Nah. Debo was what this week? Thirty. And he was wide receiver one. It's possible. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not possible for him to be wide receiver one. I'm saying that stat line is fat. 
Yeah, and I'd put him right back in the front of the rookie of the year race, which isn't a, isn't yeah, a good no thing. No thanks. I'm rooting against Jamar Chase at this point because of Mac Jones. So. <laughs> All right. Any last thoughts? No, I, I need to beat Mitch this week. That's my last thought. <laughs> and just assure that he cannot make playoffs because he'll be like four, three and eight. <laughs> hey, yeah, he's got, got the number one really. seed. Yes, sir. And Nick Chubb going to Detroit. I'm expecting 30 points. And he's playing Cork, though he's playing the wagons beriddled team because <laughs> no Cordell Paris and no Henderson, no cup. I got a slam. But he does have Justin Jefferson and Josh Jacobs on his bench. Bro, he's so. sat I tried to trade him. Uh hold on, I'll pull up right now. I tried to trade him for Justin Jefferson because he doesn't play him. I don't get why he doesn't play. Like, screw yeah. Cordero Patterson. Like, why are you playing Cordero <laughs> Patterson at your flex? It's Justin Jefferson. That's I hope cool. he listens. Oh, he de- no, he declined it. Hold on. <laughs> That's tough. I was thinking about cooking something up for him, too, because he starts Dalton Schultz at his tight end. Uh, it was Odell and Gronk for Justin Jefferson. Mm, <laughs> all right, all right. Before, before we end, Speaking of Gronk, I haven't, we haven't talked about that dude since he's in great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of the Bucks game, speaking of the Bucks game, should like playing on Monday night is scary. So like, do I play Saquon? I have him in my flex right now. I mean, who else would you start? What's what's the report right now? Like, why are you worried? They, he really, hasn't played it a month. Yeah, yeah. I don't is like. They like cleared them about his ankle. Well, he didn't miss last week. He missed last week because of COVID. He didn't miss last week because of his ankle. Oh. Uh, yeah, he I mean, had COVID yeah, week I, nine I when they play. had to buy last week. Yeah. Yeah, I have a plan. Because it, then it comes down to – for I'm, I have him at flex right now because I'm starting Gibson and uh, AJ at running backs. And then in my receivers right now, I need to pick two out of three. And, like, my wide receiver room is so poor. I have to pick two out of three in Allen Robinson, T. Higgins, and Jacoby. Like, who the hell do I pick? Just take the loss, buddy. What are what are Gibson's stats this year? I feel like he was kind of overhyped coming in. I feel like fantasy had him as like a top five running back. Like, dude, they had, like him, they had him like preseason, like number nine. He was way up there. I remember that. I think he's like 18 now. I mean, last week probably helps with the two touchdowns. Yeah, I haven't heard his name a lot this year. No, and of course, Brett traded away Aaron Jones for him. Luckily, Aaron Jones got hurt, so good karma for the rest of the fantasy <laughs> football league. And I have A.J. Dillon anyway, so it worked The out. gods corrected it. Beautifully. Yeah, I mean, that trade looks great on my end now. <laughs> uh, Gibson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gibson's running back 19, averaging 13 points. Yeah, it's not bad, Terrible. but if I for drafted RB, him a, as an RB9, I'd be, I don't know. Yeah, where for where he was drafted, it's not what you. Want. Yeah, he was drafted in the second round, so. Yeah. Well, I think Eckler was behind him, and some guys like that. Mm-hmm. No, Eckler was my, the first round. My question is, uh, the end, like Allen Robinson and the like kind of nice showing he had the last time we saw him on Monday night, where they actually looked his way, or Jacoby tomorrow night. Those are both terrible. <laughs> Jacoby tomorrow night, if anything, against the Falcons. Yeah, that 
defensive Swiss cheese and Jacoby. But also, if you, just, if you just said Jamar Chase was going for 34 fantasy points, you might want to sit T. Higgins. Why? He can't catch like he'd spread the love. Yeah. I know Joey B loves Is Joe Barrow the number one QB this week? Bro, I know. (laughs) Every Bengal skill position is number one this week. (laughs) Except Joe Mixon. Nah, the whole whole team, bro. All right. That'll do it for us. Week 12 in the books. I mean, episode 12 in the books. We'll talk to you next week going into week 12, recapping week 11. Maybe Dan will be back. Like, who knows? (laughs) Like, where the guy is. That's about his breath. Hope he's enjoying his work. But till next time.